Wolf and Luke Middays, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Hi, welcome back to the show. A lot of Jonathan Gannon talk. A lot of Nick Rallis talk. Wolf and look, we've we've done our research, we've talked to people about these guys, but you know, I think our next guest could probably give us a lot more insight on these two individuals in particular, since he is a Philadelphia Eagles insider for PhiladelphiaEagles.com. He's probably pretty familiar with uh, Jonathan Gannon and company. Dave Spadaro joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line. Dave, thank you for the time. How are you doing? Good, guys. My pleasure. Hope you're doing well today. Doing good. Doing great, Dave. Really appreciate your time. Dave, sure. let's let's start uh, let's start big picture with Jonathan Gannon, and uh, we talked to Peter King earlier in the show. He has that Football Morning in America piece out this week, and and he talked to Andy Reid, and he talked to Gannon about you know, the last few plays in the Super Bowl. I'm trying to get a, a read on how good this defense was in Philly this year because I know Philly fans are upset with how the Super Bowl ended, but I'm trying to weigh that against the fact that it was also Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, and this defense looked really good all year. Where did you come out on their defense this season? I mean, it was a second-ranked defense in the league. It was led the league in sacks, led the league in pass defense, went to the Super Bowl, dominated the first half of that game. Uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes is a superstar for a reason, MVP for a reason. Andy Reid, master class in offense and pass protection. Uh, certainly the Eagles defense didn't play well in the second half of that game. I'm sure that's happened many times to Patrick Mahomes' victims. So, I, I, look, I, I think that the Eagles had a really marvelous roster. I think Jonathan did an excellent job. With the defense, they were suffocating. I just I love the revisionist history of of, of people and, and I, the Eagles fans in this instance. I mean, you know, they want blitz, 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 blitz. They want Jim Johnson defense, the, the late great Jim Johnson. Uh, the Eagles, you know, defensively, you don't want to blitz, right? You do not want to blitz. If you can get home with four and five, you get home with four and five, and the Eagles were able to do that. So, um, I'm I'm all in on Jonathan Gannon. I thought he was a a, a strong presence, great leader. Uh, incredibly charismatic, very smart. Uh, wish the Eagles had played better in the second half of the Super Bowl. I uh, don't think they made the adjustments that needed to be made. They got had a couple times on, in motion. Um, that happens. Um, but uh, all in all, I mean, I, I, I consider the whole body of work, and for two seasons, this defense was, was pretty darn good. This, this past season was outstanding, and the Eagles uh, were the best team in the NFC and came up three points short in the Super Bowl. So I really don't I, I, I don't buy the whole, you know, uh, Eagles fans upset. Eagles fans are upset because the Eagles lost the Super Bowl. A week earlier, uh, they were anointing Jonathan as uh, the second coming after the way the Eagles dominated the San Francisco 49ers. So uh, I think you're going to really enjoy Jonathan if you get the players. I mean, in the NFL, of course. It's all about the Jimmys and the Joes. Yeah, that's right, Dave. Um, listen, did you read Peter King's notes on yeah. Jonathan? So, you, okay, you're familiar with it. Did anything you read there surprise you at all? No, no, I don't. I don't know. I wasn't surprised. It's it's hard, you know, because uh, you come off a Super Bowl loss, you can only take so much of the analysis and the, the postmortem. So, um, um, I, I thought that. Look, I thought that the Eagles. I think Jonathan had had. I think a viable reason for what he called and the Eagles did not execute. Um, they had seen that motion before and, um, you know, he blitzed, he blitzed the second time he blitzed Mahomes and Mahomes just, they just had a great call. Sometimes the other team makes a better call. Sometimes the other team deserves 
to score the touchdowns. Sometimes the others, you know, everybody's getting paid in the league. So um, certainly the Eagles' defense. Look, uh, I would have preferred seeing Hassan Reddick change his cleats to get a better grip on the in the field and to have a better success rate getting to the quarterback. I thought the Chiefs played it really smart. I thought getting the football out quickly was the right way to do things. So I have no problem with what Jonathan did. I have no problem with what Peter wrote. And in the, end, the only problem is that the Eagles lost the game. Yeah, you know, again, uh, he strikes me as an old soul. The more I hear from Jonathan Gannon, um, he strikes me as a guy that has embraced uh, the new age analytics, yet he he feels, when you listen to him, he feels like an older coach. He's only 40 years old. He seems to embrace a lot of the old traditions as well. Is that an accurate way to describe him? Uh, I didn't think of it in those terms, to be honest with you. I mean, I just think Jonathan's a butt kicker. I mean, he's a really, really impressive guy. Uh, he does believe in, in a lot of old school principles and fundamentals of the game. And I think that he'll take that uh, with him to Arizona from a, a macro standpoint. You know, you, you have to win with the little things with connecting. I mean, he's very much along those. He's a very engaging guy. He wants He's going to want those Cardinals to be all in and, and with each other and, and you know, as you know, look, it's not just about talent in the NFL. It's about creating that chemistry and that togetherness. Everybody's got to be on the same page. You, you would think the people who have never been in in it, you would think, oh, gosh, what do you mean? Everybody's in it for the, for the right reasons. Everybody's in it rowing in the right direction. Well, that's not the case at all in an NFL locker room. There's a lot of uh, really selfish motives in a locker room, and I don't think that will be – if you have players that, that, are, that are of that ilk, uh, I don't think they'll survive very long with Jonathan. He is all about – everybody working together uh, and creating something special. Uh, he will work his players hard. May not be traditional. You may The three-hour practice days are, are over. Uh, it is about preserving bodies. Um, at times, you're going to want to see blitzes and great. But if you can get to the quarterback with four, five pass rushers, you do it. Um, I just thought that what Jonathan did, look, I, I think one of the most impressive things he did back in 2021, the Eagles um, defense lost Brandon Graham. Uh, their best. I mean, they were really good in the first game against Atlanta. They were really good in the first half against San Francisco. Then they lose Brandon Graham, and they they really had to adjust. They just didn't have the players to get to the quarterback, so they kind of played a little bit more bend but don't break. The idea: don't beat us over the top. We're going to try to take the football away from you. And the Eagles allowed 18 or fewer points in 10 games, turned the season around, made the playoffs. Then really added some talent. Uh, at all three levels, and the result was a team that took the football away, that got to the quarterback without blitzing, and it was dominant. And so, I mean, I just, I, I again, I, I know the Eagles lost the Super Bowl, and I know that that second half, the Chiefs were really good, but boy, I, I take the whole body of work. I take, I've been around here a long time. I, I know uh, a good coach. I know a, a bad coach. I know good players and bad players. I mean, Jonathan is outstanding, and uh, the culture that he creates is going to be his first challenge and perhaps his most important challenge. And then the other part is getting in the players to perform for him. So um, I think that I, I've, I mean, we knew the minute he walked in the building, he was going to be a head coach. And the, the hope was that the Eagles would keep him around for as long as they could. Unfortunately, he lasted two years. Talking to Dave Spadaro, Eagles insider for PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Uh, Dave, what can you tell us about Nick Rallis? I mean, he is <laughs> young, but but certainly seems to be a, a rising star in this league. And I can tell you from an Arizona perspective, seeing what he was able to uh, help do with uh, with Hassan Reddick, you know, what could he potentially do with Isaiah Simmons here? Yeah, well, okay. So here's here's obviously the first question you you, you have with Nick is 
he's so young, how will he relate to players older than him? And that was obviously the question when he came in here. Um, At a position group with the Eagles that long has been kind of like undervalued in the sense of they don't spend first-round draft picks on linebackers. They don't really spend a lot of money on the position. Now, I will tell you that Hassan worked a lot with – they separated the coaches here. And Jeremiah Washburn worked in the pass rush game on the edge players. So mm. he really worked a lot with Hassan, who also dropped back in coverage very well. Uh, and Nick, that's a Nick credit and, and set the edge very, very strong edge against the run tenacious player. And um, uh, which I'm sure that Arizona Cardinals fans go, well, geez, why didn't we see that Hassan Reddick here in Arizona? Well, I mean, you just sometimes you're in the right place at the right time. And in Philadelphia, it really all clicked for Hassan, I looked at Nick and I saw a guy who made T.J. Edwards, you know, an undrafted player um, who's now going to go into free agency and make a lot of money. I mean, he he turned uh, T.J. into a highly productive player. Kaiser White, highly productive player at position groups that really didn't make a lot of plays in recent years for the Eagles. So Nick related well to his players at a young age, uh, very much emphasized the fundamentals so I think that's an important part of the game and had them all on the same page mentally and intellectually. So uh, I really, you know, Nick is going to be a head coach someday. He's a rising star. You're right. He and Jonathan are joined at the hip. They will communicate the defense very well to the players. Uh, they will be coordinated. Uh, that is part of the game. You will not see the Cardinals giving up uh, big plays. You will not see the defense giving up plays over the top. Um, what they need to do is improve their pass rush. They need to stop the run. Uh, there are pieces in place in Arizona. And I think that Cardinals fans should feel really good about the combination of Jonathan and Nick together. We all kind of knew that that was going to happen. You know, you, you look around the league during the season and you go, well, this team's going to need a coach. And, boy, when Jonathan goes there, you know, the thought earlier was that he would go to Houston. Wherever he went, that we kind of all figured that Nick would be his defensive coordinator. So uh, good luck to both of them. I think you're going to really find that both are what you're looking for. If, again, and I cannot emphasize this enough, if you get the players to support what his vision is. So, Dave, I've got 10 seconds here. It's really unfair, but I got 10 seconds. I have to ask you this. Do you see Mike Zimmer walking around at all? The Philadelphia Eagles, have you ever seen him out of practice? No, a lot of Vic Fangio don't think I saw Mike Zimmer at all. Uh, Fangio was the consultant last year. I know they all are disciples of Mike Zimmer and hold him in (laughs) extremely high regard. Thank you, buddy. Really appreciate your time. All right, guys, thanks. Have a great day. You too. That's uh, Dave Spadaro, Eagles insider for PhiladelphiaEagles.com. He's basically like Philly's derb.